Kickoff times are coming. Iowa, Penn State, it's going to be a whiteout out at State College and a new network behind it in CBS. We break things down, talk about some of the great history in the rivalry and a Hawkeye beer. Yeah, I'm thirsty for that. Today, I'm Locked On Hawkeyes. Our Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. I'm Trent Condon, and this is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen every day. We're available wherever you get podcasts, and you can also find us on YouTube. Just search Locked On Hawkeyes. It pops up. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. The algorithms love it, and it helps us get in front of more Hawkeye fans. Well, it is the offseason, certainly, for Iowa football, spring football, well in the rearview mirror, but this is the time where we start to see a little bit of trickling of the kickoff times for the upcoming season. And this exciting time, getting ready for it. You're making your tailgate plans, and we got a little something more there with the new Hawkeye beer we'll tell you about a little bit later on here today. But the news of yesterday, and that was the announcement that prime time for Iowa Penn State. Now, this should come as no surprise to anybody that has been paying attention, but there are some interesting nuggets about this. Iowa Penn State. This rivalry has been really incredible since Penn State rejoined the Big Ten going back into the early 90s and what it has been. Early on, it was Penn State, but even go back before this was a conference game, I was pulled off some big upsets, got the win against them back in 1984, a 2017 victory against Penn State when Joe Pond Company had that program running high. Iowa had some nice victories, 83, also way back in 1976 when things were not going very well. Iowa pulled off a big upset out in University Park. But here in recent history, what we've seen lately, of course, one of the most incredible performances in Kinnick Stadium history, the Saquon Barkley game, and what he did in the final play of the game as they caught this score that ultimately won that one. In fact, you can see me in the background of that. Had some good tickets for that one right on the field back before the new configuration of the north end zone. And you can see me in disgust. Kind of throw my hands down in frustration in the final play of the game. Just one of the best football games that you are going to find that came down to the wire there. We saw, of course, two years back in 2021, back at Kinnick Stadium once again for that one, and a game where Penn State got off to a rousing start. The injury and the Iowa defense was so, so good, and ultimately it was Nico Ragaini that made the big play as Iowa got the win 23-20. There's the ones that live in infamy, certainly in college football landscapes, the 6-4 game in 2004. Now, that was a beauty to me, and I'm sure many Hawkeye fans back 19 years ago remember the story leading into the game. Iowa head coach Kirk Ferentz lost his dad that week. Iowa goes out there. Kirk's not with the team very much at all throughout the course of the week, and they go out there with grit and guile and toughness and an incredible defense and found a way to win it 6-4. to four. In fact, late in that game, they gave up a safety making it a two-point game, knowing, yeah, we'll punt it back to them. We'll accept the safety because Penn State's not going to move the football. And that's one of the reasons that thing will live on for a long, long time. Of course, though, my favorite, I was there for this one as well, out at State College, 2009, in a season coming into the year, we knew Iowa was going to be good. 
The Hawkeyes were going to be talented, but they had tough road games. They had to go to Michigan State. They had to go to Ohio State. They had to go to Penn State. No way this team could be that good. All they do is go on to the Orange Bowl that year and had an opportunity to win a Big Ten championship. They go into State College, win it on a whiteout, 21-10. The year before 2008, it was a greenout game. Down in the football game, came roaring back. A great drive by Ricky Stanzi. Ultimately, Iowa gets it done on a walk-off field goal by Danny Murray, 24-23. The following year, no way they can win. At a whiteout, not going to happen. Well, Iowa did it. Adrian Claiborne with the block punt, heard around the country, scoops it up, runs it in for a touchdown. And, well, for my Hawkeye brethren that were in the stands for that one that night, how fun that was. And their chance a little bit quieter as Iowa salted it away and got the win 21 to 10. And we got to sneak out of the field. Got a picture. I'll show that one maybe to you guys on YouTube a little bit later on this summer. Well, that was the last time Iowa played an official whiteout. It will happen once again this season. CBS will have the call for this one. Also, one thing to remember as we see more and more of these kickoff times announced, remember that ESPN is not a part of it anymore. ABC is not a part of the Big Ten football contract anymore. It is Fox continuing their relationship along with BTN, who is owned by Fox. You have that part of it. You also have CBS that is involved in NBC. So it is going to be a much different look, but people will be able to find their way here, if you're in Des Moines to KCCI, you're up in North Iowa, Mason City. I don't know what the affiliate is in Sioux City. Well, KGAN in Eastern Iowa. Hey, I remember that. Going back in the day, you'll be able to find that one. The national broadcasts are going to be immense. It's going to be certainly good news. And I know all the local affiliates of CBS, they're very happy to have the Big Ten back on their airwaves. Penn State is going to be good this year. I really like this team. I like them, I think, more than even some people. They are at minimum, a consensus top 15 team. Most everybody has them in the top 10. And a lot of people believe that it is really a three-headed race in the Big Ten East this year. It is Penn State along with Michigan, Ohio State, and varying degrees of like I think Michigan would be the one you put on top, but it's not a stretch to put Penn State number two on that list, even ahead of Ohio State this season. Yes, Marvin Harrison comes back for another year, and they're going to be loaded. They're going to be Ohio State. But I think it goes to show you not so much to discredit Michigan and Ohio State this year, but tell you how good this Penn State is going to be good. Elite on the defensive side of the football, playmakers all over the place, and a young quarterback that very well could change the dynamic with the Nits coming up this year. Should be a great environment. If you've never been to Penn State before, I will tell you, I have been to all the Big Ten stadiums except for the newbies, haven't been to Rutgers, haven't been to Maryland, and in the future we're going to have to change getting to USC and UCLA. But I will tell you the fan base, a little different, goofy. Um, they're not mean. though. They're not, not like you see at Ohio State. That's a rough fan base. There could be some, there can be some ruffians. Wisconsin, same thing. Minnesota, they try, but don't have much history. Been all over the place. Penn State, they will welcome you. They'll get you a beer. They will shake your hand. They'll talk some football with you. Now, you might run into a Joe Pod truther. That can be a little uncomfortable, been in that one too. But overall, really good fun fan base, fun place to travel. It's difficult to get to. Gone out there, taken an RV before. That's been fun. Group of buddies, drive out there, make it happen. And when you're not driving or you get your drive out of the way, that's the way to do it. Then, of course, you can have some fun in the back of the RV. That is the way to make it happen. Cool place, though. Going to be a great environment. Looking forward to that one. Well, I mentioned maybe there'll be a net any 
Lion fan or two that will welcome you with a beer. I'm going to guess they don't have the newest Hawkeye beer. We're going to tell you about that as we continue. Some news from the Hawkeye Swarm. They got their own beer. We'll tell you about that as we continue. This is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all those sugar and calories, then I have something for you. It's the best protein bar ever built. You got to try this. So if you're like me, I just had my physical yesterday. Want to make healthier choices. The doctor said, all right, let's be a little bit better. And I have to. Well, one thing I know I can do is go to the drawer and pick myself up Built Bars and Built Puffs. They're healthy and they taste amazing. So amazing, they won't even think they're good for you. What makes them so good? You start 100% real dark chocolate and great flavors. I love the cookies and cream. Peanut butter brownie, that's delicious. Churro, right up your alley. You're looking for that. And I'm not sure how Built does it, but they taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better? They're healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar. And how about this? A whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around for a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars from Built.com, and you can still do that. But now you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and pick up a box. Head to Walmart right now. You go to the pharmacy section. That's where they are. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can get the four-bar box at Walmart of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. And if you're so close to a Sam's Club, you got that membership, you can go in there and get the big box. The 13-bar box of our hip flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. You can thank me later. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Trent kind of back with you once again here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every day. So we're talking some beer. That's a good thing to talk about. We're getting through the spring, starting to heat up out there. Been doing a little work on the deck, getting everything ready. Been doing some landscaping. Well, what do you want after all that work? You want a beer, right? You're out mowing the lawn. Feels like you're mowing two, three, four times a week. That's certainly what it is like right now here in central Iowa. Been out there a bunch and did it on Saturday. Got to do it probably again on Wednesday. Well, afterwards, you want a beer. You want a nice cold. Now, I am not what you would call the most finicky of drinkers out there, but I know what I like. And what I like, it's kind of boring, but it's the domestics. I like myself a Coors Light. That's what I'm going to have. That's what's in my fridge. I don't get into the pale ales. IPAs are not my style. I'll have a sour from time to time if I go to a brewery, but I don't have exactly an eclectic taste. So the Swarm Collective, we've talked about the Swarm a bunch here on Lockdown Hawkeyes. They're incredibly important to the future of Iowa athletics and what it's going to be going forward. Without collectives, you're going to fall well behind, and we're seeing that happen across the country. If you do not have a competent collective in place, you're going to be in big trouble. Iowa does have a competent one. In, in this swarm. So the Swarm Collective, 
what it does, it generates money that is given to the student-athletes. And when a guy like Cade McNamara comes on a visit, when Caleb Brown comes here, when a high school athlete is making his way through part of the recruiting pitch now, it is separate from the coaches, but is about what we can do for you here. So the Swarm is looking for ways to generate money. The easiest way, if you are a fan, is to donate. You can do it less than $20 a month. That is the get-in price, if you will, to be part of the collective, and you're helping these student-athletes and a lot of guys coming from different backgrounds make things a little bit easier while they're in college. We've talked for years and years that the ability for these college athletes to market themselves is something that should happen, and this is the next step in that evolution. And if you want Iowa to compete, it has to happen. Well, here's another way. Maybe you don't feel quite as good about just handing over your hard-earned money to an 18- to 22-year-old and just to see what happens. And you don't know exactly where it's going. Now, they do good things in the community. I get that. There's plenty of people that want to pump the brakes. I disagree with you, but I understand the sentiment. Here's what you can do. Buy beer. Swarm Golden Ale. It will be made by Exile. Exile, in fact, has my favorite sour out there, the Beatneck Sour. They do a great job here in, uh, the, in Iowa and in Des Moines. I've enjoyed their beers for a number of years. And in the past, done some things with them, do a really nice job. They really do. Their food also, if you happen to be in Des Moines or making your way here, I have always enjoyed everything that I've ever had from Exile. But we're talking about the beer here. So it's a golden ale. And I know the IPA drinkers out there, oh, come on, you got to make this happen. You got to have something a little more highfalutin. We'll see. I get it. We're looking for the masses. And for the most part, we know the masses. You can take your favorite IPA and you can put it up against domestic beer B. And what's going to win? It's the domestic. So that's what we're looking at here. A gold now. Easy drinking. And at a tailgate, I don't want something heavy. I want something I can slug. I want something I can have a handful before the game. Get myself well lubricated, right? And, you know, I, I tend to get a little parched. I like to have a couple of them before we go in. Not going to happen with an IPA. Not going to happen with some red with me. Just not going to work. This is the way to do it. It will be available on Many different avenues. There's restaurants that it's going to be in. There's going to be different things. So one thing that is continue to be the question, well, will we be able to get the Swarm beer inside of Kinnick? Right now, there are exclusive deals that happen with various suppliers. Something new would have to be worked out with Exile. Exile, at least last season, was not available inside of Kinnick. We'll see. I'm going to anticipate. Yes, you get in, tr in trouble when you do that from time to time. I'm going to anticipate, though. It's right now, it's May. We got a long time before September. Needs to happen. Need to talk to the right lawyers. Got to talk to those people that know the inside of the industry. And make this happen. I think you're going to see a lot of those cans at the tailgates. You're going to see them in a lot of the garbage cans. This thing will do well. I got to taste it. I will let you know when I taste it. And give me your comments when you get your hands on your first Swarm Golden Ale and the can, absolutely beautiful as well. We'll have that up on the podcast description. You can see a picture of what the can is going to look like. Brad and the group of Hawkeye Swarm, uh, they did a great job on that front. Wrapping things up here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast, a big weekend ahead for Iowa baseball. They have moved up to number 30 in the RPI. What does that mean? Are the Hawkeyes a lock for the NCAA tournament? Feels like maybe they should be. Well, there's one little thorn in the side. We'll tell you about it when we continue here on Lockdown Hawkeye.
Trent kind of back with you one final time on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every day. Every dayers coming up tomorrow on the show. We got LaShawn Daniels stopping by. We also got some recruiting news and notes we're going to get into with our newest Lockdown Recruiting Analyst. That'll be on Wednesday. LaShawn on Thursday. A busy week for you here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Wrapping things up with a little baseball talk. We mentioned yesterday the softball team. We'll see their season continue coming up on Thursday. Looking forward to that and get another opportunity to see that young team that's got a really, really bright future in front of them, what they're going to, what they're going to be able to do and maybe make a little bit of a run as they play in an 18 tournament, a postseason tournament in Fort Collins. Should be fun there. Iowa baseball, their RPI is up to number 30. A year ago, Grand Canyon made the NCAA tournament with an RPI of 55. Here's the problem, though. Iowa goes into the weekend against a Northwestern team that is hung around. Like Northwestern's not great. They're bad. But they've hung around in plenty of games. A couple series ago against Indiana, the top team in the Big Ten right now, they were right there in all three of their games. You can't afford a letdown. And losing even one game is going to hurt your RPI. If you lose two here, that's going to be tough. It's a road series. Iowa has lost their last three series to Northwestern. And for the most part, the Wildcats have not been any great shakes in Big Ten baseball. It's just, it's got that scary component. Iowa in the past has been in positions like this. Not as good of a position for the baseball team to make the NCAA tournament than they are this year. But they've had these opportunities in the past, and a series has come back to bite them. Lose a game, bad. Lose the series, tough. And get swept. It's baseball. Anything can happen. We're talking about something devastating. Rick Heller has done a great job with this team of keeping them engaged, keeping them upright, and keeping their heads in it with everything else that has been floating around. The four players, obviously, that have not been able to play since the investigation has began. Hey, that's where we are. Speaking of that investigation, nothing more to report. I wish I had something more. I wish I had more information, but all the channels that I've been able to talk to, they have gone radio silent. It has been incredibly quiet on that front. Really over the past week, which is surprising, I reached out to have Brian Orilko. He is the head of the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission on my radio show. By the way, you can hear me daily on KXNO from 11 to 1 uh, across the state and across the country on the iHeartRadio app and here in Des Moines, uh, 106.3 KXNO. But reached out to have him on the show, and he said right now, basically, lawyers are saying probably time to stay quiet. He's talked a little bit to a couple of the media entities, but not ready to do a radio interview or a podcast interview on the latest on that front. Read into it what you will, but that's kind of the latest there. Hope to have an opportunity, though, to speak with him, and obviously we'll pass along any information as we hear it. We uh, told you a week ago there is a possibility that there could be another run, that the DCI could be investigating and looking at some more student-athletes, nothing more on that front. Just a possibility, nothing that is going to happen for sure but something to keep an eye on. When will, we, when will we get news from the NCAA? Another one. We don't know. Coaches don't know. So many people are in the dark, and it's an incredibly frustrating time, I will tell you that, at the University of Iowa and inside that athletic department. We will be back with you tomorrow. A lot of Iowa football recruiting coming today, your way for every day as we got you covered on that front. Talk to our newest recruiting analyst here. Excuse me, I'm locked on. Get a breakdown of that class. We'll talk about the newest offensive line additions, what the running back room looks like, and a whole lot more coming up on Lockdown Hawkeyes. Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen 
every day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Go Hawks.